I put a spell on you, and now you're mine. You can't stop the things I do. I'd like. It's been three hundred years, right down to the day, and now the witch is back, and there's hell to pay. I put a spell on you, and now you're mine. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you. Yeah, that's pretty much word for word. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure that's word for word on that one. That was really good. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do our I- the intro onto the other part of the segment, but... <laughs> you know what? It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Hello, Salem! My name's Winnie! What's yours? <laughs> God, such a good movie. Such I a good it. book. I am. Such a good sequel-ish uh, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. I'm not <laughs> sure about that sequel, but let's plink it. Oh. You weren't ready for it. I wasn't ready for you it. You weren't ready for it. Clink. Clink. <laughs> All right. Do you have any wines to go over? Uh, I do. All right. But well, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of out myself here. Oh, gosh. By, by doing it. So some of you may know, some of you may not know that I'm going through a divorce right now. Mm-hmm. And my wine is that I never wish that upon anyone. This is stupid. <laughs> it sucks. Mm. It's hard. And I really don't. I, I don't wish that on anyone, man. I really don't. Hang on. S- stop. I just now watch. Is that a new watch? It's not new. I mean, I've had it for about two, three months now. <laughs> it's the, I want one. It's the Fitbit Versa. I want one. Well, Santa might be able to make that happen. Santa pause. Yeah, Santa's coming soon, so. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I can't tell anybody what I'm getting, David. I have a, I already started my Christmas list, and I feel that's my wine. Is I've already started my Christmas list, and I feel like I'm not able to now enjoy Halloween. Because I, I broke, like, the number cardinal rule of Halloween is... Getting ready for Christmas before <laughs> Halloween. Yes. What is wrong with you? I I don't know. It was one of those. We were walking around the mall a few days, a few weeks back, and sometimes we just walk around just to look at things, you know, get out get out of our apartment. Pretty much, me and David does. So he was walking around. He was like, you know, he went into the hat store. He's like, oh, that hat's really really cool. And I was like, okay. So I took out my phone and I started making a list of all the things that he goes. That'd be really cool. Oh, I really like that. You know, yeah, yeah I'd like that maybe or something like that. So like, we went into finish line, and he was like, I was like, you know, if you could own, if you could only own one pair of Jordans, which one you be? And he's like, those. And I'm like, okay. And of course, he like turned around, let, went away, and I literally snapped. <laughs> yeah. Photo of the these and these and these and these and these. And so like, I now have a running list. Of things that he has said that he wouldn't like or want or, you know, thought yeah. was really, really cool. Like, the mall now has the box lunch store. Have you been in there yet? No. <gasps> we might have to take a field trip. Okay. So, like, you know how I'm obsessed with, like, Japanese manga and pop culture? This store is all that. Like, no joke. They have, like, a Disney corner and a anime corner and a pop anything pop culture is in that store. Like, mm. more than... You know how, like, Hot Topic is, like, 
punk, yeah. but also pop culture. This is solely devoted to pop culture. And what's great about this company is that whatever you buy, the proceeds go to buy a lunch for a kid. That's neat. Yeah. So that's why the store is called Box Lunch. All proceeds go to trying to end hunger. Well, go Box Lunch. I know. I love that store. So he found a few things in there that he was like, oh, those would be really cool. So I wrote those down. And as I was going through the store, I was like, Christmas stocking stuffers. <laughs> yes. Very much so. But yes, you did break the cardinal rule. I broke the cardinal rule. That's going to actually be my wine of the day is why do people keep breaking the cardinal rule? It's a cardinal rule for a reason, people. It is there for a reason. Because I suck at life. Yes. Yes, you do. Feel your shame. <laughs> to be honest, though, I'm just trying to get a jump start on knowing what my husband might want. He is the hardest person to shop for. Yeah. So, yeah. No. And uh, speaking of shopping for... I already got Megan's birthday gift. Yes, if you checked did. our Instagram, I showed you it all wrapped, guys. And then I'll post later and show you guys what it actually was. Uh, but for those of you that are listening now, hmm. she got me a book called The Beautiful by Renee Audier, which we already talked about on our podcast. Yeah. And I told her that it sounded really, really cool and that I wanted to read it. And she remembered <laughs> and got it for me. And the cover is beautiful and the inside is beautiful. And just the storyline is really cool sounding. So if you guys want to read along with me at some point, I'll let you know when I'm starting that. I almost picked that for one of our 2020 reads. Well, maybe there's still time to pick it for one of our 2020 reads. Let me see here. I have my list in front of me. So there's, there is one set already for, because I was going to have, March of 2020, I was going to have either based in New Orleans or had like a spring theme to it. And amazingly enough, when you search books in New Orleans, everything paranormal vampire comes up, <laughs> including this book. So I was just like, well... How can I wing this as a spring rebirth thing? <laughs> um, but I did pick out another book, but we can we can go back and forth and, and see what... I mean, it doesn't have to be for that one. It can be for any... It can I think be... this needs to be a for a pleasure read. Yeah. So. It can be for something, but I'm, I'm definitely going to read. So I'll let you guys know when I start it, and if you guys want to read along with me, you should go pick it up because it looks amazing. And I'm very excited. She did very good on picking out my birthday gift. Yay! She doesn't get hers yet, though. No. And we'll, after I get mine, we'll see who wins. <laughs> I honestly, round. I still think that you win this round. That was a very thoughtful, yeah. very thoughtful gift. And I like it. I'm glad I could make you smile. And moving on to things that make us smile. This movie makes me smile. Oh. <laughs> Every dang time. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I love this book. Hocus Pocus is just one of those movies slash now books that it just it just makes you smile. Yeah. It just makes you feel all giddy inside when you watch it. Mm. And it's just so well done. It's a classic that you don't mess with classics. I'm glad that that's not one of the ones that they've tried to remake. I just don't think that it, yeah. I don't think they would. I hope they wouldn't. No. Now, I wouldn't mind if they made the the sequel yeah into something i'm gonna be curious though because there are some cameos in that in the sequel that i'm not honestly sure maybe one actor would not be able to do banks 
Yeah. Yeah. Just I was because um, Sean something. He's on NCIS. Yep. I'm trying to remember what his nickname is on that. McGee. McGee. Yeah. He's and he's a little bit old to be Yeah, playing I don't Binks. think he could play Binks any longer, so they'd have to, like, CGI Binks. Yeah. Which I don't know. I don't think that would be too bad. And they'd have to CGI his sister, Emily, too. Yeah. But, all right. Overall thoughts on the book. Well, my overall rating on the book was only a three. Okay. Uh, meaning it wasn't bad whatsoever. Mm. I flew through the book. It took yes. me like maybe three or four days to read, and that was with me reading just like an hour or two a night. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it was an easy read. Uh, it kept me. It kept my attention. Um, it was quick. It was fast paced. But yeah, but <laughs> yeah. there are just certain things that happened in the book where I was like, really. Oh. No. <laughs> we're not going to be able to do a huge, big spoilery, spoilery conversation just because I have not honestly gotten to the end of the book. I have about 100 pages left. So okay. I'm I'm solid enough to where we're going to be able to have this discussion. However, the ending will be left unknown for anybody who is like me and honestly just hasn't finished it. I'll probably finish it tonight, yeah. though, most likely. I can get through 100 pages, no problem. So for those of you that want to know what the book is even about... Uh, the back of the book says, Shortly after moving from California to Salem, Massachusetts, Max Dennison finds himself in hot water when he accidentally releases a coven of witches, the Sanderson sisters, from the afterlife. Max, his sister, and his new friends, human and otherwise, must find a way to stop the witches from carrying out their evil plan and remaining on Earth to torment Salem for all eternity. That's the first book. Second book... Which is pretty much the same as what the movie is. Yes. The second book says... 25 years later, Max and Allison's 17-year-old daughter, Poppy, finds herself face-to-face with the Sanderson sisters in all their sinister glory. When Halloween celebrations don't quite go as planned, it's a race against time as Poppy and her friends fight to save her family and all of Salem from the witch's latest vile scheme. Okay. So, my rating is also a three. I agree with you. Very fast-paced. Very enjoyable read. However... With us being as crazy of fans as we are for the original, mm-hmm. there were weird things about the book that I'm... Not that they don't sit well with me. There is a scene in the book that I am thoroughly happy about, and I'm glad it got uh-huh. the moment in the in the spotlight for it. And we'll dive deeper into that. But... um. I don't know. There is something about this sequel that, thinking on the original, like, I felt like it was missing something. Yes! Almost, whether that is just, like, the kookiness of it all. I don't... Or, like, just the downplaying, maybe, of Winifred, Sarah, and Mary's interactions with each other. Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. I'm... I'm at a loss for words almost at that point because I'm just not sure how, what what was missing. But it felt like something, something that the original had that the sequel just was lacking. lacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. So I, because I'm crazy, decided to do a <laughs> sins rating on this, and so like a book sins, like a book sins, and tentatively it is at eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's at eight cents. And that is because there are some points in there that I did take pretty good chunks of sins out. 
uh, or send points off just because I was like, they thought up something completely 100% new. Yeah. And I had to applaud them for that, so. Well, start us off. Tell us some of your sins. Our main character is a lesbian. She's at least bi. I, I don't, I, yeah. She it's, never says anything towards Travis, though. That's true. And I honestly, I wanted to almost say that Travis was gay. I don't think so. I think he is with how he reacts to Juan. Maybe. I think we have there's, some LGBT. There's it, it's vibes very going strong on. LGBT vibes. It's it's not we got some vibes. It's we definitely got some LGBT. Yeah. It's it's very prominent. Yeah, because Poppy comes out and pretty much says that she is infatuated yeah. with Isabella. Exactly. And Travis is very go for it, out yourself, put yourself out there, and she's like, mm, I don't know about that. Which I had to give applause for the author going down that road just because one this is disney yeah <laughs> and i was like oh god disney's allowing this person to do this uh-huh. i i'm really like wow okay um but i was happy that that's actually in this book because it's different it, it makes is it different. so different yeah you wouldn't expect i mean you in this day and age since it's supposed to be written almost in early 2000s Actually, no. Is it present time? It should be present time. I think, I think it's, it's like 2018. Well, there's a... Yeah, because one year later is 2019. So, yeah, it's present time. That's an everyday occurrence. Yeah. To hear about somebody being LGBT. So, um, it wasn't really like, oh, she's LGBT. Like, oh, she's a lesbian. Oh, Travis might be gay. Oh, what the scandal of that is. It's almost... I would expect that. Yeah. At this point, that have one character in the mashup be LGBT, and I I think that they did it very well. Um, I know you haven't finished the book, but mm. um, I have a, I, I could probably guess the ending for the most part. They thwart the witches. Um, Poppy and Isabella get together, and Travis comes out as being gay. <laughs> Some of those things happen. <laughs> Not all of the things happen. Um, but no, it they they do it pretty well. So mm-hmm. I I gotta give them props for that. Okay, I'm glad. Um, my first sin that I took off, uh, was, uh, dad being a history teacher. I was just like, you're you're making Max Denson a teacher. Yeah. Like, what the f, people? Like, I could. I ne- can't see. Him I as can't a see him being I- a teacher. I, it just doesn't add Not up to with me. his attitude when he was a teenager. So I was just like, okay, I could see him maybe backtracking a little of that because of his relationship with his, the mother. Oh, Allison. Allison. Yeah. Like, I could see that. But that's like almost a whole wedding. <laughs> him being a history teacher. And I like that he's a cool history teacher at least. Like, I was like, okay, you're kind of like a teacher, uh, a history teacher after my own heart. Because I would totally play music. Yeah. As my kids were coming in, and whatever my music taste of that moment would be, would be that music that I play. Like, I thought that was really, really cool. But, like, I could never see him as a history teacher. And I was trying to think of, like, okay, if I had to give him a profession, what would it be? And I honestly, like, I think he'd own his own record, like, his own record shop. 
I could have seen that. Like a small business owner. Yeah. Like something that has to do with music. I could definitely agree with you on that one. Yeah. History teacher does not fit him, though. No. No, it doesn't. Now, her um, Poppy's mom being a lawyer, totally like that's like yes. believable beyond repair. What isn't believable is the fact that they live in her mom's parents' old house. Old house. And that they never threw a Halloween party. And her mom's parents, like, that was the house that yeah. always threw Halloween parties. And they were really lavish, really, like, everybody dressed up to the max. I mean, hell, when we see Sarah in the movie, she's wearing, like, a vintage 1970s woman's dress. Yeah. And, like, yeah, just, like, apparently, like, that used to be, like, her parents were, like, the party people yeah. of the town. And, like, for them not to throw any kind of party i i guess it I was hard to... for me to believe almost i mean like i can understand like ptsd of like what happened to yeah. them that's but... that's where i would have to disagree with you because because of the ptsd of what happened to them mm-hmm. and because of the significance of the day mm-hmm. i could totally see them straying away from halloween now principal taylor was the bully, the blonde-headed bully. I also don't see him becoming a principal. I, yeah, no, that one was a hard one to swallow, too. But his reaction to things that happen with in the book is more believable than Max, Sarah, and Danny's reactions. Yeah. Like, when they, when Max, Danny, and Sarah find Poppy, Travis, and Isabella in the Sanderson house, you would thought, I would have thought it would have been much yeah much worse but they played down that interaction and that kind of was like weird like i like the fact that instead of lighting the black candle the the virgin candle the the book tricks them into summoning the sanderson sisters and i thought that was a cool twist what do you think I like that, too. I like the fact that they have a quote-unquote descendant, um, because that's... You don't like that? We've never heard of Elizabeth Sanderson. Never. Not in anything I've ever come across. We've never heard of a fourth Sanderson sister. Well, that's because she wasn't evil. I feel like you just ruined something for me, but okay. <laughs> well, I thought that you had already met her in the book. She's she's really nice. Oh, yeah. No, like, I met her at the beginning of the book. Like, that's the only part where we meet her, right? I haven't gotten any further past, like, them finding the orb. Yeah, okay. Well, you're going to meet her again, but she's she's not like... I don't, I don't feel like that ruins the whole book for you. Mm-hmm. She's not like her sisters at all. Okay. She's, she's not evil. She's exactly how she seems when you meet her the first time. She's very, very nice. Okay. So, I don't know. I liked. I liked. So you that. liked adding a fourth Sanderson sister? I did. Really? I did. I don't like it. I I, I didn't like it. Like if we were gonna make a descendant of the Sanderson sisters, then it should have been like something else. See, but then that would imply that the Sanderson sisters had kids. And... Sarah could have totally had a kid. <laughs> Sarah could have had a kid and but we just they, got rid of the kid. But they never talk about that in the movie or the first book. They do. They say that Winnie always wanted to have children. 
always wanted to, but she never did. Yeah, because Billy's an asshole. <laughs> Billy was not an asshole. <laughs> Billy was great, okay? <laughs> don't you hate on Billy. <laughs> but for those of you that don't really understand what we're talking about at this point, um, there's a fourth sister named Elizabeth Sanderson, and Isabella is her descendant. descended great, 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 great and down the And the story line. behind that is that Isabella got married to a somebody named john and they had a kid and you mean elizabeth yes thank yeah, you you're... elizabeth sorry elizabeth got married to a gentleman named john they had a kid and they lived away from her sisters yeah um and when her sisters died they came for her because she shared their last name yeah so to protect her family she basically like got her husband and her kid out of the house before they grabbed her pretty much yeah and so she still ended up dying in the in the witch hunts um which was unfortunate yeah but somehow the book called to isabella right um and And showed up they're explaining to that is because she is related to a sanderson yeah the book will always go to a sanderson yeah even though it's not even though it's allegiances to Winnie, yeah, it's still a, it searches for a Sanderson, and it wanted to bring Winnie back, so it tricked them into mm. into switching souls or whatever. They yeah, did. so uh, three souls get switched at midnight until sun up, sun up, and then at that point it becomes permanent. permanent. Dun dun dun, <laughs> which I love. It's corny and cheesy, and it was great. It was really really great. Um, how did you feel about Binks and Emily's cameo? Uh, I loved it. I was waiting for it the whole time. I was too. I was literally holding my breath, going, "Oh my gosh, when are we going to see them? Is he going to be a cat? Does he come back as a cat? No, and he doesn't. We get." Isabella turned into a dog? Yeah, into a... A Boston, Boston Terrier. Terrier. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really I sure wasn't a huge fan of that. How I felt about that. Because it was like they did it out of spite almost. They didn't want her. It didn't it add anything no to sense. the story. Like, Winnie honestly even says something at one point when they're trying to find the stone. Oh, it's that meddling girl. Yeah. Again. And it's like Winnie knew... Isabella was related to them. Yeah. Prior to coming through the portal. And it's just like, well, if you knew, then you think you would have done something different, almost. But, like... I think they were just trying to add that same animal friend companion thing to the story. I don't feel like it added anything that we necessarily yeah. needed. No, I don't honestly think it was needed. I think, honestly, if they... I even think if they did without it, it would have been fine. Yeah. But then we wouldn't have had, honestly, the threesome of Katie, Poppy, and Travis. Yeah. And then Isabella being the companion, animal companion. I did I like know. the switch with Katie. So Katie starts out in the story as uh, Poppy's bully. Just like her dad's... Um, Bully. Bully. Yeah. Taylor. Um, but they end up, you know, ganging up and saving yeah. everybody. But, um, so I, I kind of like that because in the original, 
part of the reason that Principal Taylor still doesn't like Max Dennison is because he left him and his friend in the cages. He didn't get him out, and he just kind of left him there to hang and chill out in the yeah. first one, if you guys remember from the first movie. Which no one can blame him for. They were awful. They stole his shoes. He stole his shoes back. Like, they never even say that in the book. That's what threw me for a loop. He's like, they and we all we did was take his lunch money and like some other like lame excuses. No, you stole his shoes. His yeah. like they were like Nikes almost. Too. Yeah. Like no. Yeah. You can't like not omit that. Yeah. People like to remember their own stories. Yeah. But, like, I can, what they, what he went through with his friend, like, and he even gives the reason why the other person's not there. He moved all the way out to Oregon to become, like, a, a ranger. Yeah. And so no one could be left alone and scared like he was that night. I'm like, that I honestly really liked. Exactly. I liked that. I was like, you know what? Kudos for that. For being put in there. It's literally only a sentence, but it just wraps everything up so nicely. And his makes sense, though, mm-hmm. okay? Principal Taylor does not make sense. Max Dennison's job does not make sense. I don't understand it. <laughs> Especially because uh, Max and Allison are supposedly so afraid of Halloween and so afraid of what happened. Like, why would Max want to work at the school where they trapped the Sanderson sisters? Like, he has to think about that all the time. He they has to made see a, that all the they time. They stated, though, that, that the art wing got torn down, though, in the book. Oh. So, like, that whole, like, art wing is now gone. I must have missed that part. Yeah. It's, like, dilapidated. Yeah. It's not usable, is okay. what Poppy says. Because she even talks about it. She's like, yeah, my dad trapped them in a kin, in, the, kill, hu- in yeah. the kill, and, like, that's how they did away with it and that's why the art wing is never used anymore okay because of the destruction of it all yeah so i mean like there's certain i feel like certain things were picked and chosen to wrap up in the sequel like some things were wrapped up very well like the bullies what happened to them you know it was wrapped up kind of nicely and i honestly i like Thinking back on it now and kind of going over stuff with you, I honestly think Principal Taylor and the reason they gave him that post makes sense because he's going to want to protect the kids. He's not going to want the kids to do anything that might put them in jeopardy the way he got put in jeopardy. However, he still lets Katie run around crazy. Yeah, do whatever she wants. Do whatever she wants. And I honestly, I I think I took more than one cent out on that one on her name her nickname that they give her tattletale tattletale taylor tattletale taylor i was like on the lamest nicknames you can give a kid (laughs) that's not i mean it's fitting i guess (laughs) i just was like lame a little bit little lame little lame uh, I gave, I minus two cents though for Travis's wonderful witch jokes that relate to the plot. <laughs> I was like, look at those writers putting in horrible gags, but they're relatable. Yeah, like he like witch please. Like I think yeah. that was dropped a few times in there, and there was another one that um he says, 
oh, Poppy, you better watch out. She's vicious. Yeah. I was like, oh, look, they're alluding to the song. And then, like, he makes another line. Oh, I put a spell on you. And he, like, says that, like, as she's walking out the door. He's like, I put a spell on you. And I was like, ah, don't, don't, don't don't tease me with that unless you're going (laughs) to do it. And I guarantee you they're not going to do it in this book because I think they gave the song to somebody else. And I'm okay with that. I am okay that they gave Mary Sanderson a whole song in this book. I just can't wait to actually hear it. Because, like, obviously you can see, oh, there's a song. She's singing something. It says that she's singing something. But you have no idea what it's going to sound like. I didn't realize how powerful Mary was. Like, she didn't do any spell. She didn't do anything at all introing into that song. And those objects floated up on their own whizzed around her all on her own as she sings this song and dances in the street. Yeah. Like, she's actually quite powerful in and of herself. She's just very submissive to Winifred. Yeah, she's just really submissive. And I almost thought it was funny, like, at the end of her song, like, she, like, I can almost see, like, the actress, like, pose and, like, that spotlight. Yeah. And, like, the spotlight, like, goes away real sharply and then, like, Winnie's off to the side going, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? And she's like, yes. (laughs) I just can't wait. I've already talked about this before. I love Kathy and Jimmy. She's the one that plays Mary. And it's so fantastic. I cannot wait. Because they're saying that it's going to go on Disney Plus. That they're making the sequel and it's actually going to be a thing. And they're bringing back all of the original actors. Oh my gosh. So, at least that's what they're saying right now. I can only imagine what that screenplay... Unless they do the book, which... I don't think the book is that bad for a screenplay. I think mm-hmm. there's some tweaking that needs to be done, definitely. Yeah, here and there. But I think they should definitely keep Mary's song if. Because at that point, when we hear Mary's song, it's like you actually are starting to see how nasty a person Winifred actually is to her sisters. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we see that a little in the original but not enough to like like she still acts like she loves her sisters. Yeah. Like she's never horrible. She's she's horrible to Mary, yes, and to Sarah, but in the way like a tongue in cheek like, "Oh, you stupid." Yeah. person. Like, why would you say like that or of course there's children. There's children everywhere. Like yeah. it can't be helped. Exactly. Um but like in the in the sequel, I feel like it's a lot more pointed mm-hmm. of how nasty she treats Sarah and Mary. Yeah. To the point where I'm like, I felt uncomfortable a few times almost reading it. Like the part where they're sitting in the Denison's house, which I thought was really, really funny. <laughs> they like go to the Denison's house and are just like in their house messing with Elizabeth's phone and Sarah's singing to all these people through the phone, which yeah. I thought that was really, really cool, by the way. Instead of flying over Salem, they use technology and they're, like, calling. Yeah. It, at the time when the original was, cell phones were big, giant, chunky blocks of plastic. Yep. And you, no one had them. So it made sense for Sarah to fly over Salem proper and sing. But now you have this tiny little black box that you can poke and like connect to people and she can sing through that and to know exactly how her powers honestly work too was kind of cool yeah so like she can sing her intro and then as she 
she does her intro, she can sing commands and the kids go do it. Yeah. And that was never explained in the original. It was just, hey, children, come follow Here's me. Here's this one enchanting song. Follow me. Yeah. Come follow me. And that was it. But in this instance, she's like, no, go search for this stone and search for a book and hunt down these people. I I mean, I think that you learn a lot more about the witch's powers in this book, which is really, really cool mm-hmm. that you get to get that in-depth uh, view into their life because mm-hmm. you only get so much in the first movie. Right. Which is not to hate on the first movie. We've already discussed. I love the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm I'm ready for the sequel, though, too, so. Yeah. So, that was something I was, I was so happy that they had, that they gave Mary that. Um, they did title drops throughout the, the parts that I read really well. Um, but yeah, I'm just... Oh, memory box with the cell phone. Yeah. It's called a memory box. It's a memory box. Even then, like, when they have that, just, like, Mary's, like, looking between her sister and, like, the cell phone store. (laughs) And I have half of mine, like, just walk in there and you could have figured everything out on your own, but no one would have listened to you Mm. and all that stuff. So, I don't know. I'm kind of... I'm glad I gave it a three, but at the same time, I kind of wish there was more to it. And I tried to read, like, a little bit of the ending real fast. Yeah. And it makes no sense. It doesn't. Not unless you've read the entire thing through. Right. So, like, I wonder if there's some sort of, like, body swapping at some point. There's lots of body swapping. Okay. Because I'm like, I feel like there's going to be a body swap somewhere in there because the book ends up with this kid. And, like, the kid rips down a missing poster of a girl that vanished a Uh year ago. Uh Uh-huh. And he has the book. But then he references, like, he resurrects Billy. And I'm just like, what? Yep. That makes no sense. Like, no sense. You just gotta wait and see. I don't have to finish the book. I only got 100 pages left. There's also a character that you haven't met yet that I'd be interested for you to meet. Well, the Sarah Wright girl, I, I'm wondering if she plays part in any of this, or is it just one of those, oh, we're going to come up with a name no, real just, fast. Yeah, they just came up with a name. It okay. Did, so there's one other person I haven't met. Yep. I'm trying to think, who else have I not met? Who do the Sanderson sisters keep saying that they're going to resurrect? Their mother? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's talk about her mother then, because Mommy I... Mommy Dearest comes back. I have some, uh, I have some thoughts about what Mommy Dearest might be. Okay. Okay. Here's my issue with Mommy Dearest. Sorry, I just whacked the mic. I'm sorry, I had to restate. So here's my issue with Mommy Dearest. I don't understand how a mom who has four daughters raise one good, one bad, and two that just follows the bad one. And yet, she gives her daughter, the good one, the bloodstone. Like, it makes no sense and the way Winifred talks about her mom is that she is nasty and evil uh-huh. just like Winnie and Elizabeth doesn't talk about her mom so it's like in the moments that she did like right at the beginning makes it sound like she honestly cared about Elizabeth and keeping the family like history going almost so I'm 
I'm conflicted to know what this this character is going to be like, to be honest. And I can't ruin it for you. I, I don't have okay. any way to ruin it for you. But Mommy Dearest is very complicated. And you think that she's going to do one thing and then she does another thing. And then you think she's going to do one thing and then she does another thing. And uh, I think that Mom is one of the better written characters in this book. Okay. Just because of the plot twists. Because you don't... They, I would love to see her you. scold Winnie. Yeah. I would love to see her scold Winnie and be like, how, you horrible child, why did you do this? Why have you been doing this stuff? This is not how I raised you. No. But at the same time, I can totally be like, oh, you're such a good little girr. Thank you for resurrecting me, and let's move on to... That's not going to happen either. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I'm just conflicted on that whole, because the... The first book, we only get a mention of the mom. Yeah. In the same way that they mention mother the first time, where they look up the moon and they go, <gasps> mother. Oh. As in, like, there, there's some thoughtfulness to that. But at the same time, the way they recollect on their mom's passing makes it sound like it was something that wasn't, like, horrendous, but wasn't planned either. Yeah. So it was like, oh, she did a spell and it backfired and she died i don't think they talk about how mom died they just they just bring her back mm. along with whoever else they bring back i can't tell you who they bring back they bring well back clearly billy gets resurrected right at the end you'll have to just you'll just have to read the book <laughs> you <laughs> only book. you only have 100 pages you i only have this. 100 pages left to go so. You can do this. Yeah. I believe in you. I'll probably, well, after I do all the other stuff I have to do today, I'll be finishing that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So. Ending comparison. We both gave it three. Yeah. It's three out of five. We both liked it. We still say it can't hold a candle to the first one. No. And I feel like that's, unfortunately, the sad clause with sequels. They, they really can't. I... It's very, very rare for me mm. that a sequel can hold up to the first one. It's just not... In the the one movie I can think of off the top of my head that I would say that the sequel actually held up to the first movie mm. is Deadpool. Hmm. Okay. That's, that's, that's it for me. Like, okay. I, I thought it was very well done. I thought the writing was fantastic. I think that they kept to the original like theme and and the context the uh, I don't know how to describe it but yeah I think they did a really good job do I think that Hocus Pocus 2 is going to be as good as Hocus Pocus 1 now I'm gonna have to say we're gonna have to google it because I don't think they're gonna do I don't think they would do the same screen if they kept to this I would be shocked yeah because then they're actually going to show Two LGBT characters in a good light. Not that I don't think Disney can't do that. I'm just saying that would be a pretty big jump for Disney to do. See, I don't think it'll be that big of a jump because Disney owns ABC and ABC Family. Mm -hmm. And ABC Family, or Freeform now, whatever, shows a lot of LGBT activity on their shows. Yeah, but that's content geared towards a teen and almost young adult fan base. Yeah. So 
I mean, but who's their real fan base going to be for the second Hocus Pocus? It's going to be... 30-year-olds. Yeah, it's going to be kids like us. Yeah. Kids like us. us. Kids. (laughs) We're kids. We're still kids. (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to watching Hocus Pocus, I will always be a kid. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh. I'm saving that movie for Halloween. Out of my long list of movies we have to watch for this season, that, that one I only watch on Halloween. I have to work at the juvie on Halloween, so I've already decided that instead of bringing in movies, I'm just going to turn on Freeform and we're going to watch whatever's on. Mm. So. I've already watched Twitches, too. Have you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was it was streaming free on YouTube, so I just, like, clicked it on and watched it. Absolutely. They've been doing a lot of that lately. YouTube's been... Streaming free shows? Yeah. I haven't been paying attention, so yeah. maybe I need to start doing that. It was random. Like, very, very, very random. So, I don't know, maybe... Are they, like, announcing that they're streaming free shows? Or are they just streaming them and hoping you see them? Yep. Oh, well... Yeah, it was... Like I said, it was random. It was just, like, I literally, like, two weeks ago had pulled up my YouTube. And it was, like, live, Twitches. And I was just, like... Okay. uh, Okay. (laughs) Not a bad disney movie not the best disney it wasn't movie. the best but it wasn't bad no it's entertaining it's entertaining yeah so and then i've also got to watch nightmare before christmas still and yep same here the that and hocus pocus those are the two we watch on halloween i think the only halloween-ish show that i've watched is edward scissorhands really and that's not even really a Halloween-ish show. It's just a Spooky. Tim Burton movie. Spooky <laughs> movie. I don't know. I feel a lot of Tim Burton movies are Halloween-y. Halloween-y. <laughs> I mean, you have the Frankenweenie. I thought that one was really, really cute. Okay, what do you think about the theory hmm. that the three movies are connected? Frankenweenie, uh... Corpse Bride and Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I could believe that. Do you really? Yeah, I could believe it. It's I don't like know saying if I buy Coco it. is connected to something else. I'm trying to remember which one. Oh, that's the Boo Theory. The Pixar Boo Theory. You'll have to explain that one to me later. Oh, okay. So, like, you know how Pixar and Disney are, like, kind of overlay each other yeah. a little bit? Okay. There are theorists that can link all of the Pixar movies to Monsters, Inc. and Brave. What? Yes. It's called the Boo Theory. Yeah. Boo as in Monsters, Inc. Boo. Yeah. Huh. So, like, Monsters, Inc. is when Boo gets abducted and goes into the monsters world. Uh Uh-huh. And then... I don't know how it lays out but like all these disney movies like are somehow connect back to so boo come back to boo because she's the old witch in brave what carlin brothers do it better than me go check out carlin brothers super carlin brothers yes yes Love congratulations them. to him his wife is pregnant with twins <gasps> twins that's exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time yeah no he posted a video go like I don't know how twins run in our family, but apparently we have, we're going to have twins. <laughs> <laughs> but their reveal was really, really sweet, too. That's cute. 
Well, I'll have to watch that. If you guys go watch that with us, uh, yeah. go go look up the the Boo Theory for the Super Carlin Brothers. It's very very cool. The way that whole like connects is just bizarre and weird and wonderful at the same time. And then just watch all the rest of their videos because yeah, they're fantastic. Much, yeah. <laughs> They're pretty good, if I do say so myself. All right. Well, I don't really have anything else to add no. about Hocus Pocus to the all-new sequel. Did you only read the sequel, or did you read the prequel? On I only read it? the sequel. Yeah, me too. I've seen the I'm, movie a million and a half times. I I'm know what's going on. I'm kind of curious to know if there's any, like, differences. There better not be. From the... Well, I flipped through it real quick. And all they have, all the one, the only thing I could find was the song that Sarah sings at the beginning. They don't have, yeah, it's right here. They don't have the song that Winifred sings in the movie in here. Oh. So I don't know. I do know that that was literally done on the fly and that, oh no, maybe that does. Here it is. Okay. It's like thrown in between. That's actually kind of cool. That That's they put really that in weird. There. Yeah, so it is in here. It's just like weirdly like cut between. Between singing and then more yeah. book and then singing and then more book and then singing more book. It's kind of weird. Like the way they're like, they go into it. Like she does her, she thanks Max. She says, tapping her long fingers against her chin for the marvelous introduction. The crowd laughs, and this time a smatter of applause also washes through the room. I put a spell on you, she says dramatically, throwing her hands in the air. The keyboardist took this as a cue and began to play a fizzy, sparkly tune. And now you're mine, says the Winifred with a mischievous smile. So, like, that's not... That's the song... But at the same time, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I'm reading it. I feel like I've... Here's an idea. You know how The Cursed Child, parts one and two, uh-huh. you know how that format is laid? Yeah. I feel like they should have done that. Yes. If they were going to do anything, I feel like they should have formatted the, like, the script. Yeah. Into play and style. Done it as a screenplay. And done it as a screenplay. And then they should have just released a, the second book as a book. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know if I'm okay with it being... Because this is a bind up. So yeah. this is the original book... The original screenplay in book form plus a book. Yeah. That we've never... It's never been seen. I think they should have done just two separate books. And you know what? I probably would have bought it if they had done, like, an exclusive 25th edition. Really, though? Yeah. Yes. Have, like, photos of the movie and, like, back behind the scenes kind of stuff. Because they did a show, which was not advertised very well at all for the 25th year on Freeform. Yeah. Like, that wasn't done very well, I feel like. That was, like, hastily... Not hastily put together. It was put together very well. I I thoroughly... They just didn't advertise for it very well. They didn't advertise for it, but they did interviews with all the actors and actresses. They actually had people 
who played some of the, like the smaller minor characters come on and like introduced hosts and talk they did a mashup song of the original hocus pocus song mm-hmm. with three new girls i think like one of them is from the descendants i think i saw that one yeah yeah it like was i like dove cameron i think is the girl that was the one that did it yeah so like I thought that was I thought that was that was cool that they did a whole show homage to this cult following because originally they even stayed originally when the, the actors were casted for this they thought it was just going to be a funny Disney movie no big thing was ever going to come of it and now it's like one of the biggest Disney movies ever yeah made. the biggest cult following that some of these actors and actresses could get and a lot of them this was their first jumping point Mm -hmm. from anything so like the gentleman who did who did billy that was his first full body makeup and now he's that he is known throughout hollywood for doing his own stunts for doing his own makeup for everything and he's very popular Hmm. he also did the fish gentleman in hellboy Oh. That was the same actor. I did not know that. No, he's he's done a lot of stuff. He was in Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. He does a lot of full body makeup stuff, um, acting. Okay. But he also does his own stunts. But I don't know. I think that would have gone over much better if they had done a book. If they redid the original as a screenplay with images and then released the second book just as a book yeah i would have bought both <laughs> i also want to know what the exact title of the sequel is because the bind up just says hocus pocus the all-new sequel is that the name of it and the all-new sequel i think that would be the whole title the all-new sequel is the name of the second no book? hocus pocus and the all-new sequel huh like I think that's the full title. I don't. I don't honestly think this thing even has a title. For taking up almost the whole book, like no joke, takes up the whole book. Yeah, there is no title to this, unless it's Witch Please. Part two. Part two. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. If you know this answer, let us know. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but all that's right. all we have for you yeah, today. Yeah, that's all we have. So uh, tweet at us if you've also read this book, if you have any um, issues with what we've said, or if you... <laughs> haven't said. Yeah, haven't said, or if uh, you agree with what we've said, or if you... I don't know. If you have feelings about this book yeah, that you just want to talk know. to us about, let us know. Tweet at us at Wine and Dine Pod, or email us at wineanddinepod at gmail.com. Uh, Follow us on Instagram. We do post. I swear we post. We, I swear. <laughs> I swear I post. <laughs> also, Wine and Dine Pod. Yep. Anywhere you can find us, it's going to be any media post, it's going to be Wine and Dine Pod. Yep. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yep. Well, that wraps up this episode of Wine and Dine. I'm Ashley. I'm Megan. And again, this is <laughs> Wine, Wine and, and Dine. Dine. I kind of want to double dog you, dare you to sing uh, Sarah's song. Oh, I, oh, okay. Hang on. I think I can. Give me uh, the lyrics. I was going to say, the lyrics are in here. Hang on. Pause. Mm. Okay. Come.
Come, little children, I'll take thee away into a land of enchantment. Come, little children, the time's come to play here in my garden of magic. Yay! <laughs> and you were worried. You did great. Thank you.